move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Class participants will also learn detailed information about the chakra system and will receive attunements to practice Reiki at the master level. In this class, I will teach the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Reiki is still my favorite modality. This is truly a transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited, booklet included. See you there. It's here, an evening with Marie Manucherian friends. Every month on the third Wednesday, this two-hour class promises to inspire you and surround you with like-minded people. Come explore topics like manifest your goals and desires, meet your spirit guides, embrace your intuition, bridging worlds, and balance your human energy system. This Wednesday evening class is held in Seattle from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the third Wednesday of every month, January through October. Classes will be held at the Residence in Marriott Lake Union, 800 Fairview Avenue North in Seattle. Parking is free on the street, near the hotel, or in the garage. Just pull up to the hotel and ask the front desk for a parking key. For more information, visit my website at www.energyintuitive.com or call the office at 425-825-5671. See you there. Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. everyone and welcome to an evening of Marie Menu Cherry um, where energy and medicine meet. I promise to make this a provocative hour of conversation about energy medicine. So we already have people calling in on the lines. We've just gone on the air and we're already getting phone calls. So if you'd like to call in to ask a question about any subject at all, we would love to have you. And so Tom, do you have those numbers for us? I do. Just had to scramble for him there real fast. <laughs> I always do that to the audio engineers. <laughs> Get them involved. Yeah. Well, if you want to have if, bleh, if you have a question for Marie, give us a call at 1-877-825-8828 or you can give us a call locally at 425-373-5527. One more time, those numbers 877-825-8828 or 425-373 5527. Great. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. And and so know that the, the long distance phone number you can call from anywhere in the country, which is fabulous. And Mary Lee, one of my dearest friends, will be answering the phone. So please say hi to Mary Lee when you do call in. She always appreciates um, talking to new people calling in and our frequent listeners. Tonight we're going to talk about, of course, energy medicine, but we're going to talk about your body and really learning how to get in touch with your body, listening to it. What is it trying to tell you? When we have a health issue, 
believe me, there's a large message that your body's been trying to speak to you about for perhaps years. And for whatever reason, you've been putting the message on pause, um, continuing on in your life, perhaps feeling distracted at multiple levels and ignoring the signs and symptoms. But even the smallest aches and pains are actually alerting you to something in your life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to give some pointers, some tools, and recommend some books that I think are very helpful. Many, many of you may already have the books that I'm going to recommend. And since we're talking about listening to your body, what we're talking about overall is becoming more intuitive, um, actually becoming a multisensory being, which is basically a term that comes from Gary Zukov's book, um, The Seat of the Soul, one of my favorite books. So um, learning to be a multisensory person and using your intuition, certainly for many things in your life, but also for uh, understanding your body. I think that's the first place to start. You know, if you have a sore back, what does that mean? If you have an aching toe, what does that mean to you? So that you can begin to perhaps change the choices you're making in your life. And as you are listening to your body, your body is going to tell you what's going to work, which practitioner could potentially be helpful for you if indeed you're seeking out medical assistance or some sort of insight into your illness. And what medications, if any, would be also helpful. I think people, everyone has the wisdom inside of them um, that they're seeking, right? Uh, That they're seeking in order um, to heal their body. But most of the time, people just don't trust themselves. In fact, I'm going to start off the radio show tonight just telling a little story about one of my friends. I won't mention her name, but I have a friend who is a triathlon athlete, and uh, she um, has had some frequent uh, foot injuries uh, probably the last six or seven months. And and I usually work on them to help resolve them for her, and they do get resolved, but then they become achy again, not from any actual injury. That's just kind of like this spontaneous thing that happens. And we figured out what it was. It happened to have been, you know, every time she would kind of re-engage with an old boyfriend and we would talk about it. It was just hard for her to stop the disengagement. And recently um, it, it appears to her and myself that the engagement has stopped and you know, one, you know, several of the chronic elements in her um, foot have disappeared now. So that's also how you learn is you ask the questions and then you kind of practice it out, you know, like, wow, okay, my, my foot's hurting um, when I'm not having a conversation with a particular person, excuse me, when I am having a conversation with a particular person. And isn't that interesting that my foot stops hurting when I'm not having contact with this person? So that would be a sign. It's synchronistic. It's the universe speaking to you. It's you listening to your body, which is this magnificent organism. I mean, when you just think about how the heart pumps all this blood throughout your body, that to me is amazing. Do, do you agree, Tom? Oh, yeah. Man, the body is a crazy machine. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah, yeah I, I just find it amazing. And so you don't need to doubt this incredible mechanism and the organism and the cells that are speaking to you all day long about your health and well-being. But it may take a little bit of practice, and that's okay. In fact, I think that if you recognize something that could potentially be causing discomfort in your body, but you still feel somewhat drawn to the situation, please don't be hard on yourself. You're learning to understand a science that you have not been taught through regular education and perhaps not even from your family life. So we're kind of learning this on the fly. You know, we're learning how to listen to our bodies. I'm sure someday in our educational system, beginning in kindergarten, we're going to teach all of our children about intuition and about really listening and trusting to their own selves. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? We do. We, uh, we've got Kathy on the line right now. Hi, Kathy. Oh, hello. How are you? Fine. Great. What can I do for you? Um, 
I'm having a problem with a severe muscle spasm in my upper back. Yeah. I've never had anything like this before. It's yeah. waking me up at night. I can't go into work. It hurts so bad. And I was hoping you could help me figure out what's the reason I'm having this problem at this time. And I'm really sorry, by the way, for this for the discomfort. Thank you. Yeah. And, and interesting enough, generally when people talk to me about their pain sy- symptoms, I can actually feel it in my own body. But I've been scanning your back, and I can't feel it. And, of course, that doesn't mean that you're not having pain. I believe you 100%. But what it means to me is that you probably don't let other people know what you're going through. You probably don't reach out and let other people help you. Is that true? Um, yeah. Okay. So the upper back, which is the back portion of the heart chakra, it's the, that area is the highest receptivity center in the physical body. So, so here we are kind of back to the same conversation about not letting people help you or maybe not even letting them know that you're having a hard time or that you're having a challenging day, kind of keeping it all to yourself, thinking that you have to take care of it on your own. Right. So the upper back, this beautiful portion of the heart chakra, like I said, is the highest receptivity center in the physical body. And, and so what's going to be important is for you to allow energy to move into your back. That means when anyone compliments you or someone says, have a nice day, or someone says thank you to you, your job is to visualize, feel, or sense energy moving into your back. Um, and a large quantity of energy. If you're going to do a visualization, perhaps you're going to visualize a flock of hummingbirds flying into your back. Or my favorite, because I love the blue heron, I visualize like 50 blue heron flying into my back when someone's thanking me for something that I've done for them. Okay. And initially, I don't think you're going to notice um, a huge change. I think like um, in a mo- when you first start these exercises, you probably will notice, notice momentarily a shift and a change. But you have worked so hard at not receiving for such a long time because I'm looking that this actual pattern began like in, when you were age three. And so... Um, You've been doing it for so long that your muscles are used to contracting this part of your back so that when you start to feel the force of the velocity of energy, your muscles are going to have to shift, and it may still be somewhat achy. Uh, and, and so what I'm getting overall when I'm looking at your situation is that if you could not worry about it, that would be great because there's nothing seriously wrong. This is energetic, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, because you've already reached a certain place in your consciousness that you know that something's awry in, in what and maybe your concepts of life. And I don't mean a whole bunch of them, but there's a key element that you know is awry. And you're, you're doing everything you can to figure it out. And I think what is off kilter, if you will, is this whole aspect of receiving. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so what I could also ask you to do is to just also tap um, your the front of your heart chakra, so middle chest, mid sternum, a few fingers on the right hand, and just tap for several minutes, maybe three or four times a day. I think that'll be very helpful. And I'm actually, because I, I know who you are now, I recognized your voice. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm actually, because um, I've worked on you before, so I'm sending energy to that part of your back because you know my energy really well, even though we may not have seen each other for maybe a year. I'm not sure how long it's been since I've actually seen you. Um, and so I'm just automatically sending energy to your back, and you're starting to take it in. Thank you. You're welcome. So work on that receptivity place. And and of I think people who have jobs like nursing or teachers or people who are in high giving professions, it's they're not even in their workforce really allowed to receive. You're so busy giving to other people that it becomes like a chronic pattern. Right. And so learning, of course, at work if you can to take the extra time that you need, but then also when you get home, how can you nurture and sustain yourself so that your body can take in the necessary energy? Okay. Okay. Do you have any other questions? 
Um, no, I'll just have to work on doing that. It's, it's really been quite um, distressful, but if you tell me it's not anything serious and that it will eventually go away. Yes, it doesn't look serious to me. And, and I, I also know how smart you are that if there was a serious problem, you would know it. Okay. Because, well, you are. You're very smart. You have a lot of experience in healthcare, so you would know that there was something really wrong. Okay. Yeah, and, and I don't believe there is. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines again, because I notice we have a phone call from pretty far away. We do. We have Lynn on the phone from San Felipe, Mexico. Wow. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm down here in Baja, California on the Sea of Cortez. Oh, my gosh. And I saw you in August last summer, and you had mentioned that I was destined to work with animals, Mm. and I've been working on um, reading a book on animal communication. And my question is, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Do you think I could be really successful and actually have this as a career, being an animal communicator? Well, let me ask this question of you. I already know the answer to the question, but let me ask this question of you. How does it make you feel when you think about having a career like that or when you even think about communicating with animals? How do you I feel? I think it would be very rewarding, and with all the work I've already done with animals, I think it would be a fabulous next step. And I'm really excited about going into it. Okay. I just, I'm not used to meditating. And so there's a little bit of unfamiliarity there. Right. Um, I, I believe that the soul doesn't lie. And when we have deep desires, it's our soul talking to us saying, try this. Really, this is your destiny. Or this will lead you to the next best step. Or, you know, whatever that deep longing or desire is. I, I think there's truth to it from the soul letting us know where we need to be next or what is in our best interest. So absolutely, you love animals. You work with them. They trust you. They love you. Why wouldn't you be a great animal communicator? And, and look at meditation this way. Have you ever heard of the um, a modality called Qigong? Yes. Okay. It's a great meditation where you do movement and you meditate. So you might want to start off with Qigong so that you oh. can feel comfortable about meditating. I think the reason why you have a hard time meditating, and I must confess I have this, a similar hard time with it, is because you like to be in control. And when you meditate, you have to let go. You have to let your mind relax. You can't be you know, making sure that you're safe or that you're okay or, right. you know, you, you have to stop. <laughs> and some people are not great at stopping. And, and it's, we feel like we're going to miss something. Oh, my gosh, if I sit on the couch for 15 minutes, what am I going to miss? <laughs> well, you won't miss a thing, and you'll probably gain more than you could possibly imagine if you weren't, you know, cleaning the house or, or whatnot, you know. So um, try Qigong first. Yes, I think that animal communication is your destiny. And try saying some positive affirmations about it, especially in gratitude, since it's something that brings up a lot of joy for you. Can, can you have a prayer of saying thank you to creation for giving you this opportunity, for allowing these gifts to come into your life, and for all the love that you feel for the animal kingdom? Okay. Okay. Would it be helpful to take a workshop? Yeah. Um, there's a workshop this May with Carol Gurney. She's, it's a, just a two-day 
workshop, and I was thinking about signing up for that. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I don't know okay. who she is, but I think that um, when you feel attracted to a particular um, workshop, and it's a and it's especially a short one because you've got a lot going on in your life, from what I can see, I, I think you can go in there and get the information that you need, and then implement it in in what mm-hmm. you're doing. So, yeah, absolutely. I just have one other quick question. Sure. Do you think my specialty is um, helping animals pass? I think that will be one of your specialties. I think you're going to have many. Okay. Yeah, and and the reason why you'll be great at helping animals pass is because they'll be able to actually experience the other side more readily around you, so they'll be comforted by what's next. And oh. and, and you feel humbled by the experience, and so it's a yeah, win, yeah it's a win-win <laughs> situation. So that'll be one of your specialties, just one. Okay. All right? Okay. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and thank you for calling all the way from Mexico. Thank you so much, Marie. You're welcome. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great. So earlier I mentioned um, that I would, you know, bring up a few books that are really helpful because we're also talking about being in your body, paying attention to the aches and pains. Recently, let's talk about feet. Um, I had some soreness to one of my heels, and and at first I just thought, oh, it's just going to go away. It's probably a couple of shoes. Well, I even changed shoes, massaging it, not going away. And then I realized, that, you know, when I went inside and started to ask some personal questions, I, I realized that I was um, digging my heel in the ground, sort of speak, emotionally about a particular subject in my life. I was trying to force something to happen, and I was digging my heel in the ground, and I wasn't letting myself just be. And so as soon as I recognized that and I relaxed into it and I gave myself permission to take as long as whatever it needs for whatever it is that I was wanting, um, my heel started to feel better. And that's how you know. You check in. You ask questions. You're going to get answers. Yeah. And, and then you follow through on it, and then you'll have a resolution. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. So it sounds like we're going to break. Yeah. Why don't yeah. we give out those uh, phone numbers for Wonderful. anybody who wants to give us a call and has Wonderful. a question for Marie. Give us a call one eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. That number one more time. Toll free, 877-825-8828. Or you can give us a call locally at 425-373-5527. And we'll be right back with the Marie Menu Cherry Show. Listen to me, Marie Manu Cherry, on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I've been blessed to work with many clients nationwide, helping them to heal, healing from disease, either emotional, mental, physical, or spiritual. With the knowledge and the skills that I've learned over the years, I'm able to help people easily find root cause to their situation. The Marie Manu Cherry Show will stream live over the internet, so if you have a friend or family member living outside of the Seattle area experiencing difficulty with their life, encourage them to listen to the show, or better yet, call in for advice. You can listen to the show on 1158. KKNW every Thursday night at 7 p.m. See you then. Have you ever wanted to learn about chakras, medium communication, or energy medicine? Nationally known energy intuitive Marie Manucherry offers a variety of classes and workshops throughout the Pacific Northwest to embrace your personal power by learning to expand your intuition and ultimately fulfill your heart's desire. Marie captivates her audience with her enthusiastic and compassionate spirit. In every class, she performs personal readings and then uses the information to provide real-life illustrations about the concepts she is teaching. 
Marie began her career in healing as a registered nurse, is a Reiki master who is clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudient with full sight of the chakras and the human energy system surrounding the body. She's also a medium with an amazing ability to connect with those living on the other side who often bring messages of healing and love to her clients and students. Her uniquely compassionate presence allows people to release pain, heal their wounds, and emerge into an expanded consciousness. Marie serves over 2,000 private clients nationwide. Marie's ability to see, feel, and hear the human energy system enables her to facilitate teaching and healing on a quantum level. To learn more about Marie and her 2007 class schedule and workshops, go to energyintuitive.com. That's energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671 for more information. Click the show's page on 1150kknw.com for the scoop on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, an hour of provocative conversation about energy medicine. Um, so I mentioned earlier, and then we went to break about the books that I think are incredibly helpful. Um, two of them are from Louise Hay. One is called Heal Your, Heal Your Body. It's a really small book that just talks about diseases and gives affirmations and what most likely the negative thoughts are that are going on in your mind attributed to a health problem. Um, and the other one that she wrote, which is similar, but has actually tons of information about thinking positively, it's called You Can Heal Your Life. A new book that a, a client um, actually brought to me, which I have loved, is called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. It's written by Carol K. Truman. And in the back of the book, she has a similar um, index of diseases and what they're caused by. And I've, I found her insight very interesting. Uh, so I hope, you know, one of these books or, you know, perhaps you have something else that can help you learn to listen to your body. So why don't we go ahead and, and head on to the phones again, Tom? Okay, we've got uh, Nicola on the line from Bellingham. Great. Hi, Nicole. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What can I do for you? Well, I actually have two things, and I'm not quite sure which one to come up with, so I'll do the first one. Um, I have a rash mm-hmm. that um, is not constant, and like, it comes up at night time, hmm. just before bed or hmm. in stressful situations. Yeah, it feels stress-related to me. And, and, and so you want to start with that question? I thought you were going to... Are you still there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So you want to start with the rash question? Yeah, okay. or the shoulders, one or the other. <laughs> or, or the shoulders. So notice how shoulders are about burdens and tension, and the rash seems to be more about anxiety, although I'm not sure why it happens at night before you go to bed. Do you live alone? No. Okay, so, um, and so do you have a partner? I do. I have a husband and, and an eight-year-old. And an eight-year-old. So how is nighttime? Is it stressful? For me, it's stressful, yeah. Okay. So all of this is stress-related, you know, which is very interesting. And on one of the callers, uh, I think it was with Kathy, I talked about tapping the heart chakra with the right hand mid-sternum for a few minutes. This will help calm you down. Uh, very much so. But when I'm looking at your stress, I'm noticing that you're taking on a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean is, I'm not complaining about how responsible you are in your life. I think you're doing a great job, but you're taking on more burdens than you actually need to. So you're just mm-hmm. piling stuff on your shoulders. And then unfortunately, your skin is even being reactive 
from it. Although the great thing is, is it doesn't stick around. It comes and goes. And it, it even, does it move a little as well, the rash? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so all of that is fantastic because it means that there's not something perhaps seriously going on. That's how I would interpret it. And that this is more emotional rather than some physical, you know, problem in your body or in your, your metabolism or something of that nature. The skin is actually governed by the seventh chakra. So the beautiful chakra on top of your head. Now, that chakra is your connection to source, spirit, God, Buddha, trees, whatever you happen to believe in. And so what this tells me, because your skin's being activated, is that you're getting so shut down when you get anxious that you're feeling disconnected from source energy and you're not able to receive the wisdom and the insight that you need to get through things that are perhaps more complicated than you would like. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I would recommend that you do, uh, and, and you said it's a little boy, the eight-year-old? No, it's a girl. It's a girl. Is she really strong energetically? Yeah. Yeah, because she feels more like a boy to me than a girl. And, mm-hmm. you know, so sometimes when children have masculine energy, when they're really feminine, it means they're strong-willed. <laughs> and so maybe that's why bedtime's kind of hard, you know, because maybe you have a strong-willed child. Um, and and so, so what's going to be important is, um, you want to receive unconditional love from the heavens through your crown chakra. So first of all, and do this right before bedtime, number one, so the anxiety perhaps, maybe an hour or so, start doing this exercise on and off. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Start to visualize beautiful warm light moving in through the top of your head. Then think of how much you love your child or a pet or sometimes a body of land or water like a mountain. Really feel the love that you have for that particular person or situation. And then transfer that love into your body for you. So you can feel what it feels like to be unconditionally loved and you won't be so hard on yourself because you'll be feeling the universe basically saying, you're doing a good job. Why are you worrying? Why are you tripping out here? And and what I would have you do throughout the week, (laughs) because it seems like Monday's kind of okay, by Wednesday or Thursday, you're kind of a mess, in my opinion. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, it could be true. I've attracted that strongly. Okay. Well, yeah, hopefully we not. Much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why Monday's okay, because you've gotten through Saturday and Sunday, and Monday's okay, but by the end of the week, you're not doing so so well. And mm-hmm. so what I would love for you to do during the week is kind of run a mantra through your head. And the mantra is, I release all burdens, emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental burdens from my being. And you can just let that kind of float at the back of your head so that your body's not going to take on these. This is what I see when I look in your aura, the first layer of your field, which is called the etheric template. I see all these receptor sites for stress. And so when stress comes up, it just kind of has this magnetic pull into your etheric template, which governs your physical body, and then it eventually moves into your physical body. And we don't Mm -hmm. want that to happen anymore. So with that mantra going on, I think you'll be able to avoid this pickup, this magnetic pull. Um, because this is chronic. You've been doing it um, since um, puberty, actually, from what since I can puberty? see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not saying the rash has been there, but in terms of feeling responsible that, you know, a kind of piling burdens on you um, looks mm-hmm. like it's been happening since puberty. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Any okay. other questions? I do have one. Okay. But it's not related to the body or anything. That's fine. Um, my husband and I invested... Uh, in a business, mm-hmm. and the two co-founders who started the business have not been able to stay with it, so they're somewhere else. And I'm wondering if we should just let the business die or find someone to take it over. 
Well, I wish you could find someone to take it over just because I know there's been a fair amount of investment, but I don't, I don't feel good about the situation. So I would say that you're going to have to let it die. Those other co-founders and and they're nice people from what I can see, but they kind of flaked out. They flaked out. Yeah. yeah. And then you're just stuff, you're stuck left holding the bag. And, And so it's very possible that you could get some investors, but right now the business is look, is not looking favorable. And so yeah. it may be hard to get investors. So if, if you can cut your losses as best as possible, perhaps maybe use this as a major write-off, which would be wonderful for your taxes or whatnot, um, because I see a loss. And I'm sorry to have to tell you that, but that's just how I'm feeling. Okay, yeah, because I've gone back and forth whether I should actually run this business, but it's not... I, I get a no because it doesn't make you happy, whatever it is. Yeah, it's not who I am. Right, yeah, so... You know, I really think that if people want to be successful in their lives, and I know everyone wants to be successful, when you're choosing a career, it needs to sing to your heart. It needs to make you go, ah, you know, mm-hmm. and this business doesn't do that for you. It, again, it's another burden, and apparently you don't need any more. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the show. My pleasure. Thank you you're for welcome. doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So um, just like with our last caller, it's very important to go ahead and do things that feel good to you. And actually, uh, Mary Lee, who's, um, are, are, you, are you listening to us, Mary Lee? Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm doing a surprise visit for her. Of course, she's in the soundproof booth. I can see her, but we can't, re- <laughs> well, she can hear the show, but, you know, I can't hear her when she's answering the phone. And Mary Lee and I were talking as we were she was actually in the parking lot for the studio. I was driving in, and uh, we were talking about today's show. And, Marilee, you were talking about, I guess it was several years ago, when I, you would call me and you were trying to make a decision, and you didn't know what to do. And, 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 and so tell me what happened again, please. Well, so what you would tell me, I was driving down the freeway up in Skagit County one day, and you said, pull off the road and just sit quietly in the car. Go into your stomach. So just close your eyes, breathe deeply, and then feel your stomach. Put your hands in your stomach and feel it. And then what you said for me to do was put the decision, the idea in front of my mind, and then see if I felt warm in my stomach or if I felt cold. And that's what I started doing, and it works. It's the easiest thing. It works all the time. So So in that particular moment, what did you feel, warm or cold? I felt warm. Ah, and Mm -hmm. what was the decision? I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a few years. It's been a few years. And and that is a really, thank you so much, Mary Lee. You're You're so sweet. Uh, That's a wonderful way to begin to learn to listen to your body. You know, what feels good? You know, what is feeling good to me or what isn't feeling good? And it doesn't have to be a bad feeling. It can just be like what Mary Lee said, something warm, something cold. Um, So at any rate, um, I think that's, uh, oh, thank you, Mary Lee. That was just absolutely wonderful. That was great. Thank you so much. Uh, So, Tom, how do you make decisions in your life? (sighs) Uh, I go with the gut. <laughs> oh, you do? I like to go with the gut most of the time. Um, uh-huh. Although I can tend to be a little, I'm a Virgo, so I'm a little over analytical <laughs> of things sometimes. Right. Um, yeah, I tend to go with what feels right. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel right, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it, yeah, right? Not at all. Just That's just me personally. Okay, so. so what does that feeling feel to you? Like, does your stomach get contracted? Do you feel like a heaviness in your stomach? Is it really in your stomach? Um, hmm. With like a decision? About yeah. something? Not yeah. really. It's all kind of mental for me. I'm it's just, mental. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just like, I, I pretty much, I know what I do and don't, don't want to do. Uh-huh. So when there's something that 
I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. It's a pretty easy decision for me for the most part. When it's a conflicting decision, right. then that's tough. I'm, I'm kind of indecisive when it comes ah. to some of that stuff. So when it's conflicted, maybe you'll try that exercise, move into your tummy or some lower half of your body. The reason why that area is recommended is because that's really where your emotions are for you, mm. not your emotions for your family yeah. or your coworkers. But or your just employers. your self-love just yourself. or whatever. Yes, yeah. your yeah. self-awareness. And, and so then you can you know, take in a really nice inventory, if you will, if hmm. whatever you're indecisive about, w- you know, which one will work for you the best. And then maybe try that hot or cold. In yeah. fact, next week, I'm going to be asking you how that worked. You know? <laughs> well, that, now that's all dependent on me having to make some kind of Well, I'm getting an intuitive hit that you're going to have something to decide that about. I, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think it'll be bad. All right? Okay, Okay, good. nothing bad. Right. Okay, yeah, that Virgo's <laughs> kicking in. Now I've got them all worried. Yeah, now I'm all worked up about it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, no more worries, okay? okay. Well, all I'm right. not really. I'm, okay, I'm a pretty de-stressed kind of guy. Okay, yeah. good. Excellent. That's why for most decisions, it's pretty much like, I either know I yeah I want to do it or no I don't want to. And congratulations, do it, so. I'm happy for you on that. I think that de-stresses a person's life and and gives you oh, yeah. a base where you can trust yourself. Oh yeah, you yeah. got to know what you really want yeah. out of life, right. really. Because I'm I take the same opinion that if you don't love what you're doing, what are you doing it for? Right. Like seriously, right. if, if whether it be a job or you know extracurricular stuff that you're doing, like if you don't really enjoy it and love what you're doing for some reason, bleh, for some reason <laughs> or another, you know, you're probably not going to enjoy yourself as much as you can and probably not be best served for the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're stuck in a job that you really dislike, then you're probably not going to try very hard to do very well at it or push yourself to do better. And that's kind of, you're not really serving yourself in the employer at that point in time, I think. I so. agree. Hmm. So why don't, thank you so much. Why don't we head off to the phones again? Yes, we've got uh, Judith on the line from Desert Hot Springs, California. Hi, Judith. Hi, Maria. Yes, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, a friend of mine that listens to your show mm-hmm. in uh, Seattle uh, just called me to tell me that you were on the radio. Yay. I don't get you down here. Well, you do online. It's, oh, so, did you know you can listen to me on the computer? No. Yeah, so you can go to my website, um, which is www.energyintuitive.com, and you can listen to me through the Internet, or you can actually go to the radio station, KKNW. You can Google them, and they have a, a wonderful way to streamline the radio show online, too. So you actually can listen to the show. Oh, nice. Yay, and actually my web designer is working on archiving the shows. You'll be able to download them onto your iPod, um, and or your computer. So pretty soon you'll be able to listen to all of the back shows and you'll be able to listen to us next week in oh, your living exciting. room. Won't that be fun? And KKNW, you said? KKNW, yes. Yeah, okay. The the website for that is 1150kknw.com. 1150kknw.com. And there's a little button that says listen live and just go ahead and click on that and there you go. Okay, Perfect. wonderful. Wonderful. So what can I do for you? Okay, well, I am... 67 years old. You sound so young. <laughs> so so what that means to me, because see, part of intuition is you pay attention to all your senses. Just uh-huh. like when I was speaking to Kathy earlier, I wasn't in pain. So that helped me understand that what she was experiencing wasn't physically serious, even though it hurt her. I knew mm-hmm. that it, I didn't need to tell her to go see a doctor, right? Even mm-hmm. though she sees doctors all day long at work. Um, and so when I'm listening to your voice, I'm allowing my ears to sense 
what's happening and you sound so young and and of course that is young because I'm going to be 50 in three years so um, that's pretty young <laughs> uh, but at the same time uh, it also tells me that you live a young lifestyle and you're young at heart is that true yes that is great okay so you're 60 some years old I'm, I'm 67 years okay. old and I I I took retirement uh-huh. so um but I really can't retire. I mm-hmm. cannot. I cannot afford it. I spent my life raising my children alone and helping them through college. That's and such hard work. That's really mm-hmm. hard work. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm going, "Oh my God!" And I'm this age, and I have no home. I'm living in my son's apartment right now. I came down. He's I so qu- sweet. <laughs> well, oh, maybe yes. it sounds like you don't agree with my assessment. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I did. I had quit my job, mm-hmm. and he wanted me to come and help me. I he know is, he's sweet. Yes, he is sweet. Yeah, go ahead. But I'm paying for it. Oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I um I I helped him fix it up because the people that were in it just ruined it. So mm. so I thought that I could come here, and he did too, of getting myself together to find a different kind of job because I can't. Nursing anymore. I had a macular a hole job. in my right eye mm. that has been um, healed, right? But my vision is not good in that eye, so right. I really can't go back into nursing, even if I wanted to. Which, which you I don't really don't, <laughs> right? It's a hard job. I mean, I loved nursing. In fact, I miss putting in IVs. I keep hoping. Oh, me too. Oh, you do too. Oh, well, we could have a little yeah. workshop and practice on <laughs> that it. That is a weird thing to miss doing. I know, but it's it's a technical. It's a technical That's activity. true. You, you want somebody that knows what they're doing yeah, doing that, because yeah. otherwise it could be a painful experience. Well, yeah. well, it still is, I think, rather painful. Um, but nevertheless, there's a skill involved in it, and that's why it's it's so interesting. You know, for those of us who like to do it, you know, it's like, wow, how quickly can I get that in? How well yes, can I do it? And how long can it last? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these wonderful nursing skills. Well, and, uh, and then I got my degree in uh, psych, but I'm not licensed. So, you know, here I am. I just do not know what to do. I feel very, very uh, stuck. Very stuck. Well, um, and I apologize for saying anything not, not, not uh, for saying things that aren't that kind because you're very sensitive and you may take it that way. So I'm just apologizing up front. But you're going to have to stop taking care of everybody else. You just really are. You know, and, and it's kind of the curse of the nursing career. You know, when I mm-hmm. when I think about how hard nurses work and how hard teachers work, and I'm sure there's other, you know, um, jobs that I'm negating to recognize at the moment. But these are very under paid professions for the amount of work they have to do, the amount of stress, and the amount of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so people who tend to choose those vocations, myself included, because of course that's what I did for a very long time, um, there's a lack of self-worth. Um, yes. You know, that there's a part of choosing a vocation like that. And, and so um, I think it'll be important for you to stop helping other people. And, and you've done that significantly because I see you tired of being a mom. I mean, you just wiped out like, ugh, you know, I'm done being a mom, even though you're going to be a mom for the rest of your life. Right. But no, what, I enjoyed it, though. Of course. <laughs> um, but but you're, you're tired of it. It's like done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a done job. Um, what you're going to have to do is stop worrying and even trying to take care of those people that you don't even know. Because I see you just energetically giving your energy out to complete strangers. You know, you're in the grocery store, somebody's having a bad day, or they're coughing, or they're sniffling, or or they're hunched over, or because you are actually um, intuitive and understanding what people are feeling, you just know that someone's mm-hmm. having a hard time, and you just start giving them your energy, literally. 
I just see you. It's it's like you're you're walking right up to them and you're cuddling and holding them energetically, even if you're just pushing your cart right next to them as you put a box of food in your cart. And and you need to stop. You you literally have to because you are young and you're young at heart. Because I looked at my Social Security. I don't think I can retire till I'm age 72. So you know, and, and you're young at heart. So you can keep on working and do something that you really enjoy, that you love. And that can feed you emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so you're going to have to stop doing the energetic volunteer work that you're doing. Because mm-hmm. that's what you're doing, in my opinion. And I, I, I yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I, when I came here, I was exhausted. I was totally exhausted. And my kids go, well, you've got to work. You've got to work. And I couldn't. Right. Yeah, I you're couldn't. wiped out. You're mm-hmm. wiped out. Um, and, and so here's what I would love for you to do. You're going to have to come up with a philosophy, one that makes sense to you. I have my own because I can't possibly go out and help everyone on the planet, which, you know, obviously I, I, t- I try to take a big chunk of, out of it to the best of my ability. But the reality is that there's nothing wrong. Even when people are suffering and having what we consider from a third dimensional human existence, when they're having what we think is a terrible life, magic is still occurring, people are still evolving, awareness is still accumulating, and consciousness is expanding enormously on the earth plane. So you first need to come to some mental belief that nothing is wrong. And because then you're not going to want to try to fix it. If there's nothing wrong, there's nothing to fix. And then you can maintain your energy in your own body and begin to build and live your life for you. So you're going to have yeah. to practice this. That makes sense. I've been thinking a little tiny bit about this lately. So. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, you know, you have. I can see many guides standing around you, and they are helping you tremendously you've given so much to other people and and now it's time for you to give back to yourself and then we can talk about your career I really do feel that career-wise you're going to move towards helping other people but I'm hesitant you know I don't want to tell you to do that right now because you you need to learn healthy boundaries now anyway (laughs) yes good good but you need to learn some healthy boundaries and a, a way to fill yourself up before you just you know, anonymously, I can't say that word very well, volunteer energetically, which you need to stop. Okay. Okay? Uh-huh. So how are you going to do that? I'm just curious. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> right. um, I really don't know right now. I'm just um, going through my stuff uh-huh. I've been, and getting rid of stuff. Good. So you're clearing. Stuff, and Good. I work with animals. I also rescue oh, animals. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to find homes for the ones I've rescued. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that would be, an, although I love the whole animal component because they are so naturally loving towards human beings, the majority uh-huh. of them. But again, you're helping and you're already exhausted. And you just moved there and you already took on another job that's volunteer. You're not getting mm-hmm. paid. And so it's if you want the universe to recognize something that you're wanting to do, you have to physically take action in that direction. So that means no more volunteer work unless that's what you want to do and not make money. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So please bless those animals and, and just deposit them where they need to be. Because remember, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine, and it's right. evolutionary process, so that you can learn to set boundaries for yourself. It's just boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Yeah. Um, well, and so I have all these ideas about how to take care of myself, like take more baths, and I've yeah. got this this book on, oh, is it like a uh, 
book on oh, what's it called? It's a cleaning. It's a spiritual spiritual clean cleansing. Great. So, I've got all of these baths that you can take and things like that to do. And And if your son's apartment doesn't look great, oh, well, he needs to figure that out. I fixed it up pretty pretty good. Okay, so no more fixing up. (laughs) Just put blinders on when you walk in Mm -hmm. and and stop. Take care of yourself. Do what's great for you and then begin to build yourself back up so that you can live your life in a way that is balanced, where you're receiving as much as you give. Because right now you're overgiving. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much, and good luck. Keep us well, posted. Thank you, and I will talk to you another time. That sounds I'm wonderful, I'm really excited. Judith. I'll get on your your um, your shows wonderful. so I can listen. Thank wonderful. you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. So why don't we go ahead, Tom, and go right back to the phone lines. Okay. Uh, we've got Barb on the line from Seattle. Hey, Barb. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I am great. What can I do for you? Okay, well, it seems to be... You're funny, by the way. Did you know that? You are just a crack-up. It's like as soon as I hear you begin to tell me something, I just want to laugh. So you are a funny lady. That's nice. Uh, I am a good storyteller. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So Um, what can I do for you? Okay, so the last couple of years, I've had a couple of uh, medical issues that are going on and so forth. We're starting to weed it down to what it probably is. But the funny thing is... The worse I get, the better looking for some reason I get. <laughs> well, I'm hey. like, everybody's like, okay. you look great. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? What's okay, going wasn't on? I right that you're funny? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because you've already cracked a great joke. I mean, Mary Lee's <laughs> laughing, Tom's laughing, I'm laughing. Yeah, oh, you're funny. Yeah, but, so, but, uh, so so I know why you're looking better, by the way. <laughs> well, because, well, because you're getting tons of attention. And oh. and the funny thing is, I think you know better than all of your health practitioners, and please, I, I mean, no offense to any of them, I think you know better than all of your health practitioners about what's going on with you. Um, but oh, I do. Pardon? Oh, yeah, I, I, I do. You and really I do. We've, we've really got it. Well, so the thing is, it's coming down to, um, I have to have a tonsillectomy at the uh, beginning of next month. Mm-hmm. It's I, been issues, and the thing is, it probably should have been done like 20 years ago. Mm. Um, but the last six months has been really like everything anybody's passed by me, I've caught it and so forth. So mm-hmm. they finally said they have to go and I am dreading, I know it's a heinous, uh, operation, but it has to be done. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'm still kind of dreading it. My blood pressure is a little bit high. Right. I'm a little bit well, you are stressed, you know. Yeah, and so very much. your your blood pressure to me is is symptomatic to your emotions, and you do run high energy in comparison to other people, and you also are high intensity energy. So it's not that uncommon that you're having some abnormalities in your blood pressure. Although I I do believe you're going to have the surgery. I, I hope. When is it scheduled for? By the way, um, April second. Okay, so you've got about a month to change your energy. So yeah. that this surgery is really successful, or hopefully you can avoid the surgery. Because the tonsils, they're actually an excellent part of your immune system. And I'm not saying that I'm not an advocate for surgeries. I do believe in allopathic medicine. There are times when mm-hmm. we really need it. Um, but I, I also think that it's it, if we can avoid it, if that's at all possible, then mm-hmm. it helps with your immune system, your tonsils do. 
And and tonsils are about speaking your truth. They're about self-empowerment because they're governed by the throat chakra, which governs the mouth, the, the teeth, the gums, the thyroid gland, the neck, and the cervical vertebrae. Mm-hmm. So, so this is about you feeling unempowered. And so because this has been a chronic condition and you said it should have been done years ago, that means chronically you're not feeling empowered. Okay. Right? And so that's, which no one would think that about you. You're funny, you're outgoing, you're articulate, you're smart. No one would think that you, deep inside, feel unempowered. No one would ever think that about you. But in my opinion, you do. Great. Yeah. And that's probably why you use the humor to kind of cover up any insecurities. Although, please don't Mm -hmm. change that because you are really funny. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) please don't change that. I I love humorous (laughs) people. We all need a good laugh. Uh, uh-huh. So here's what I would love for you to do is, okay. and, and d- does your throat bother you though? Does it hurt? Well, the thing also is I have a very, very, and that's the thing. The last time I got sick, it was really scary because uh, it really affected my breathing. Mm, and yeah. I have a small airway uh-huh. and they've done sleep studies with the sleep apnea and right. it's been, it's been really chronic. Right. Well, and just know small airway, we're still in the throat. We're talking mm-hmm. about the fifth chakra. Yeah. Okay. So here's one way to look like look at it. In my family, except for my sister, I believe all of us um, have had periodontal disease, and that's because my family's not great at being empowered. It's something I've really worked on. So other okay. than my sister, I think I'm the only one who has all of her teeth. But I've of course have had periodontal surgery, and I work really hard at speaking my truth. You know, which is something that I do. In fact, my dentist, when I go in, he goes, oh, yeah, I don't know why this is all working. I go, because I'm speaking my truth. Hello. <laughs> um, okay. Right. So this is about you expressing at the depths of who you are, you know, really expressing Barb. Who is Barb? What does she really believe in? Not what you think people want to hear. Not what you think is going to make everyone laugh their head off, although around me, please feel free. Okay. Because I like your hum- your humor. And so there's a, there's this dichotomy where you're you're having to to stay superficial, perhaps, in your identification and your communication about yourself and your belief system, and you're not giving yourself permission to go all the way down into the depths of your being, okay, to listen to your wonderful ancient wisdom and to pass on these beautiful oracles of information that come directly from you. Uh, so that's what I want you to work on. The f- the reason why I asked about the sore throat is because this exercise that I'm going to explain to you okay. makes you talk, but you already talk more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got no problem there. Right. So what I'm going to have you do is you're going to make up a language, one that you don't know that has harsh or guttural sounds in it. So maybe you'll pretend like you're speaking Arabic or German or some okay. other you know language or some made-up ET language, and you're going to okay. speak out loud kind of forcefully forcefully towards a blank wall or a door for one minute every day. And this will get rid of all the things you've been wanting to say. In fact, your throat chakra is talking to me right now, and it tells me that you used to be very sarcastic. Is oh, that- my God. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Well, <gasps> that's not good for your throat chakra either. So probably no. because of the health issues, it hasn't finished clearing out. So this exercise will clear out the history of sarcasm. That's That was like 20, that was like high school. Well, your throat chakra is still talking about it to me. Oh, no. Because how else would I know? I don't know you. I don't believe, have we, ever, have we ever met before? No. Okay, so how would I know this? Except Look for at your, my past coming after me. Okay. <laughs> well, it's your throat chakra is communicating to me because my job is to help people to heal. You know, okay. I believe people heal themselves, but that's my job. And so your throat chakra knows it's my job, so it's showing me this history, if you will. So you're going to do this exercise to clear out the past and to also get rid of 
whatever you haven't been saying that's not aligned with your truth, not just the sarcasm. And then what I would love for you to do, and I think you're going to get a lot of tears from this next aspect, I want you to sit deep in your body and really listen to what your truth is. You're wise. You've got great hearing, by the way, which tells me that you can hear beyond this physical reality. So you can definitely hear into the depths of your body. And listen to your body. What is it trying to say? You not, not just about your tonsils, just life in general. You actually, if people come and ask you a question, you can give really great, profound advice. And I think that advice is going to be even deeper and more profound if you get out of the way and allow mm-hmm. this wonderful, wise aspect of yourself communicate to you and then give yourself permission to communicate it to others if necessary. And so I want you to do that exercise, the throat chakra exercise, and I want you to stop thinking about this surgery as heinous, because if you're going to have this surgery, we we need to have good energy so that the doctors go in there and do a great job and cauterize any bleeders and make sure that your airway stays patent Mm -hmm. and that you, you know, have very little pain afterwards and that you you feel better and more energized if you're going to have the surgery, which I think you will. Um, you know, we want to go ahead and do these exercises. But in the meantime, if you do the exercises and you feel better, you might want to consider postponing the surgery even maybe another 30 days to see if you start to feel differently, right? And, of course, that's completely up to you and, of course, your physicians. That is such fantastic information. Thank Good. you so much. You're welcome. And you know what? I'll give you a call in like 60 days and we'll see that again. Great. Okay? Thank you so much for listening to the show. No, thank you. You're Have welcome. a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So our bodies are incredible, amazing vehicles, and they really know what's going on. It always amazes me, although I have... Um, great compassion and attraction to people who have serious health issues. I don't know why, but as I've told other people on, you know, on the, on the radio that I happen to love cancer. I, I don't know why, but I'm kind of glad that I like cancer because that means we're friends and it's probably only <laughs> probably gonna, the, one of the only people on the face yeah, of the planet that I, would say that. I just that. do. And, and I think the reason why I do is because I think it's such a transformative disease. That is true. You have, you know, in order to heal from cancer, the majority of people really do need to transform their thinking lot, and yeah. change. And if people don't do that physically, then they will do it on the other side. You know, they'll leave their body and they'll go transform in a different time space reality. So one of the things that always, you know, I still find fascinating is that when people come to my office who are who have just been diagnosed and they're really, really sick, not just with cancer, but other diseases, and they had absolutely no idea. Maybe they even, you know, now that they think about, it, oh, yeah, I have had pain in this part of my body for years, Mm. you know, and perhaps they never did anything about it. Now, if you're having pain in your body for years, please don't worry. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you have some horrible affliction going on in your body, but I think it's so important for us to really listen to our bodies. Oh, yeah. Well, because, I mean, if it's hurting, there's obviously something wrong. And sometimes there is. Sometimes (laughs) there's something physical or sometimes it's it's emotional or energetic, Mm. right? That's very true. Yeah, it's not always an actual disease. That's true, like, you know. One of those, it's always kind of amazed me how when, uh, I mean, knowing that, you know, emotion stems, you know, scientifically from the brain, you know, that's where everything's going on. But when you're really sad about something, it actually hurts in your chest. It does. It really does. It's one of those things where you're like, wow, like you realize that it's actually going on in your brain, but physically it hurts in your chest. It's kind of weird. 
Oh, I think yeah. it's very weird. And so certain diseases um, are, the energy is stored in the body in a particular way. So feelings that are not felt, that's why this book by Carolyn K. Truman is wonderful, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. That means your feelings that you haven't felt are still very much alive, raising havoc in your body, ultimately per- perhaps or potentially causing a dis-ease, which could you know, lead to a disease actually in your body. And a, a kind of an interesting thing that I've noticed over and over again um, throughout the years is that the rib cage, primarily for women, but men too, men yeah. who are very sensitive, um, the rib cage, when it stores energy, stagnant energy, it's grief. Hmm. And so the rib cage, all the way down to the marrow, will start to store grief. And then when the grief is built up to a really high pretensity, it leaks out of the ribs and then into the tissues. And so huh. breast cancer, to me, is a disease of grief. Yeah. Of course, heart disease could be lung disease because yeah. that whole area. That whole area in your mm-hmm. chest, yeah, it's all connected. Absolutely. And, and so it's interesting, you know, if we can find out what a particular perhaps probable cause of some emotion that leads to a disease, what it's about, then we can encourage and educate and help people get to that emotion oh, yeah. so that they can release it and heal. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? It is. Yeah. So I noticed we have another caller on the line. We've got a few more minutes while we're still on the air here. So why don't we go to the phones? We've got uh, Dinah from Olympia. Hi, Dinah. Hi, this is Dina. Dina. Hi, Dina. How are you? Good, thanks. What can I do for you? I just had a question uh, concerning my career. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, it's kind of interesting. The reason I'm calling is I've found a lot of energy has been moving through my body. Yeah. And on your website, my hands are kind of doing the same thing that yours are. Oh. And anyway, I'm just really trying to figure out what direction um, to go in with using the energy. I know there's something I'm supposed to do with it, but I'm just trying to tap into the how, what, when, and where. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the danger. You, you don't want to think how, what, where, when, or why. Mm-hmm. It, when a person is aligning to their life path and their destiny, uh, it's important to get out of the way and realize that the universe will help figure that out for you. So again, kind of back to what we've been talking about, about feeling. So if you're reading about a class or a book and it feels good to you, you feel warm inside, as Marilee described, Go do it. Go sign uh, up for the class. Go buy the book. Because you're under a lot of what I would call building. You're doing some mass building of new ideas. And you're breaking down your old pattern of just thinking lin- linear what is next, what's the best thing to do. And so you're breaking an old pattern of overthinking. And you're moving into a brand new pattern of just feeling and being in the present moment. And that's what I would recommend that you, that you do. But I'm very happy you seem to be moving in a very positive direction. So keep up the good work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I guess that's what I've been trying to do. I just thought you might have a little more insight. I, on I think it. you're on the right uh, path in terms of the energy. I don't know exactly where it's going to lead you, but I know it's going to lead you somewhere. So try to get out of your head and not analyze it, and just feel it and uh-huh. follow those things that feel the most joyful. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So just go with it. Please. That would be great. Okay. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Well, this hour has really gone fast. I had a total blast, as usual. And, you know, we were preempted for two weeks previously, but we won't be preempted again until May. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> and all of March, I will be on the air um, without guests, but in April, we'll, we, we will have um, wonderful and provocative guests on the Marie Manucherry Show. And just to let you know, I'll be at the Northwest Women's Show March 28th, 29th, and 30th. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. All joyful blessings to all of you. Thank you. Good night.
Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle. Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Well, we're on the air for a Get Acquainted conversation with Martha Moffat. Martha lives in St. Paul, Minnesota, and will be in the Seattle area on the 15th of March to give a free public lecture on the subject, Prayer That Heals and Restores. Martha Moffat has devoted a career to solving problems through the application of law, both human law and divine law. With an undergraduate degree from Smith College and a law degree from Boston University, she became a trial lawyer for the U.S. Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. in the Antitrust Division. She also served as a special U.S. attorney in Alexandria, Virginia. After three years, she entered the private practice of law at a large law firm in Washington, D.C., specializing in complex securities legislation and white-collar crime. While her journalist husband was assigned to the Middle East for three years, she was the Jerusalem staff attorney for the New York-based Lawyers Committee for Human Rights, where, among other things, she visited Palestinian prisons and refugee camps and met with Israeli officials to discuss human rights concerns. During all this time, Martha was developing a deeper interest in another kind of law, the law of God, that Christ Jesus applied with such consistent healing results. In 1994, she left her law practice to devote full-time to the public practice of Christian science healing. Well, Martha, let me begin by asking when and how you became a Christian scientist. Well, Spacer, uh, just delighted to talk with you about this important subject of uh, Christian science healing. And I became a Christian scientist. I was actually raised in Christian science. I had the privilege of being raised in this marvelous religion. Um, my family came into Christian science a few generations ago as a result of healings. Uh, many Christian scientists turned to this religion uh, to heal problems that uh, medically are thought to be incurable. And so it was true in my family as well. My great-grandmother had migraine headaches and... Uh, uh, Trent invited her to a Christian Science Wednesday testimony meeting. She said, I can't go. I have a migraine headache coming on. And her friend said, this is just the time to come. She went to that meeting, and she never had another one. Uh, my mother was, uh, that was on my father's side. My mother was cured of tuberculosis, um, and uh, she came into Christian Science. And uh, I found that I couldn't live without it. I was raised in it, but then as a young person, growing up and pursuing my legal career, it's just uh, such a marvelous religion because it teaches there's absolutely no limit to the extraordinary good that God has for each one of us, and it gives us uh, a practical knowledge of the nature of God and the nature of man that enables 